we're back. Another week, uh, another Rayo Matera episode. Evan Hearn here from Austin, Texas. It's been one month since our much acclaimed uh, return to the uh, to the airwaves uh, of the world. Uh, honestly, um, uh, we really have received a lot of messages of support, a lot of messages from fans who who missed the program and who are happy to to listen. And again, the the statistics that we can see of how many people are listening and where they're listening from are really uh, heartening. Um, realmente, uh, yo me siento muy feliz de, de ser parte de este proyecto y que, y que sea útil o entretenido para, para algunas personas que evidentemente lo es porque eh, nos sintonizan semana tras semana. Así que quiero agradecer antes que nada a toda la gente que nos escucha. I want to thank everyone who's listening to us uh, and who appreciates what we do. If you like Radio Matera, uh, if you want to help us out, recommend it to a friend, right? Share it on your social media. Recomendarlo a un amigo si if you know a friend who is trying to learn either English or Spanish eh, y quizás te le puede servir eh, pasarle el dato. Um, but anyway, uh, we got a whole new program uh, that, that we're going to get into today. First, uh, let me introduce my guests. As always, we have my not my guests, my co-hosts. As always, we have uh, Glenn, el famoso Glenn Spearing of Australians Teach, teach English. Um, how you doing, Glenn? I'm very, I'm very good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Um, what, uh, what's, what's your week been like, Glenn? So my week, my week's been, my week's been very busy. I, I started, I started a new literature workshop this week. So that, that is going to be our, our final, our final one for the year. What's so the topic? That's, that's, so the, this topic, this year we've been running workshops about Australian literature. So the theme has been on Australian literature. And this workshop, we're reading short stories, and not just short stories. Actually, we have we have a play as well that have been requested by the students. Mm. So I've so I've asked the students that have come to the workshops throughout the year to to provide or come up with an idea or or an author that they want to read about, and that's what we're reading in the next in the next five weeks. Very cool. So, yes, it's an open, sort yes, of open so, format. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. So, so, so previously this year we've we've read we've read different books. We've read the Indigenous author Sally Morgan. We've read the the, the more classical type type Australian authors and some contemporary authors as well. Hmm. And this time I've thrown it out to the students to see what they actually want to read and to see and to see how that goes and some of the ideas that they've come up with. Right. Well, see, the in Buenos Aires, um, honestly, and I'm not just saying this just as a, uh, uh, as a, Glenn, Glenn is paying me to say this. I will be uh, honest. Glenn is, uh, he is paying me money to say this, but I'm doing it for more than that. No, just, no, no, stop. He's not actually paying me. But I have, uh, I was, I was in, still living in Buenos Aires when Glenn was, uh, when you were giving, I think the first of your, of your workshops, uh, yes. and really just only heard incredibly positive feedback from everybody who was uh, involved it seemed like you were having a lot of fun. It seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Um, so, sigue muy recomiendo. Aunque yo no, nunca participé personalmente, eh, recomiendo eh, firmemente esta propuesta. Y estás en Instagram, Facebook, Australians Teach English, ¿no es cierto? That's correct. Right. So, si vivís en Buenos Aires, eh, nada, fíjate. Eh, yes. Yes, and, and we we have a we have a lot of people that have an advanced level of English. We have we have people that are, have an intermediate level of English. Mm. So it worked it worked really well for for people that 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 like that like to read, yeah. or or that are, that need something different to help them learn. A lot of people are tired of learning grammar in in institutes or ordinary lessons, and you mm. get to a point where 
things just start sort of bouncing bouncing off your head. You need another way to to learn or, or to practice. Mm. So we have we have people that are English teachers, we have translators, people that are going to Australia, people that have family in Australia and that already have a good level of English right. and that want to practice or to improve in a different in a different more more interesting way. Mm. Yeah, and I was surprised to learn that Australia is such a big destination um, for many Argentines. I, I, I believe the visa process is it, with New Zealand is is pretty straightforward, but I understand it's, it's much easier with yeah, New Zealand because yeah. because in New Zealand you don't need to have a degree, right? Or, whereas whereas in Australia you need two years of a degree to mm. be able to apply for for the working holiday mm. visa. Yeah, and I and I believe that's how Anto's cousin. Originally went to Australia. Is yeah. that is that correct, Anto? What's something that you uh, something new in Valencia that you saw here that was cool in the, when your when your aunt was visiting? Um, bueno, fuimos a, a lo, al Museo de Ciencias hmm. que es muy eh, interactivo. Me mm. gustó mucho que todo lo podés probar, todo lo podés tocar y aprendés de esa forma. Mm. Y quizás si vas a un museo y solo ves las vitrinas, pues no, no te enteras de mucho. Right. Pero, pero ahí sí, está muy guay, la verdad. Así que si alguien va a Valencia, el Museo de Ciencias son Sorry, solo 8 euros y, y vale la pena. And, sí, sí. And, and, I, and I believe you saw something while you were traveling on the train as well, Anto. Sí, sí, hay una <laughs> compañía aquí de... <laughs> Sabía que le ibas a decir. Hay una compañía aquí de, de transporte en barco que se llama Boluda. Pero claro. ¿Se llama Boluda? Sí, sí. Ya compartiremos la foto, seguro, pero yeah. sí, se llama Boluda. No, me digas, qué loco. ¿De dónde vendrá el nombre, no? ¿Qué? No sé. For finding these things sí. in, yeah. in Spain. Como que me resaltan, o sea, voy caminando y como que, upa, esto no, no debería estar aquí. ¿no? Ahí está. Well, um, before we get into the actual program today, I did just want to um, sort of share some interesting facts. Um, y esto va a ser nuevo. We haven't rehearsed this. This is actually new information for Glenn and Anto as well. Um, so I can see here through uh, our SoundCloud statistics where the cities of the world are it tells us the top 50 cities of people who are listening to us um, chicos si tuvieran que adivinar que ciudad dirías es el, la ciudad con la mayor cantidad de oyentes de Radio Matera Sydney Buenos Aires Sydney, Australia Buenos Aires Buenos Aires that's your guess well you're both wrong Buenos Aires is at number two oh. uh, over the past month and number one is actually New York New York <laughs> so, uh, if you're living in New York, uh, um, thanks for listening. Um, I imagine that there's probably a lot of Argentine expatriates, maybe people who want to uh, who want to um, you know practice the language. But the top five cities, interestingly enough, are New York, Buenos Aires, San Jose, California, Perth, Australia. So, uh, shout out to Glenn. And, uh, that's uh, my fa that's my family. Thank you very nice. much, mom. I, lo I, lo I, lo I, lo I love you, mom. <laughs> we all love you, Glenn's mom. We all. Love you. Uh, and number five is uh, Edmonton, 
Canada, which I have never heard of until this. But if you are living in Edmonton, Canada, and you're listening to us, we love you too. Uh, thanks for listening. And I just wanted to just some honorable mentions as interesting cities that I appeared on this list. Uh, Gross Rohrheim, Germany, which I don't know if I'm saying that pronounced, if I'm pronouncing that right, rather. But uh, thanks for listening. We also have uh, Morristown, Tennessee. Quite a few listens coming out of Morristown, Tennessee. So thanks, uh, thanks for listening to us as well. And then uh, a couple from Korea, Guanak and Seoul. They got quite a few listeners out of uh, out of Korea. So donde sea que estés en el mundo, nos alegra que que nos escuches y esperemos que siga así. Well, let's just get right into it now. Enough basta de boludeces. What's the topic for today, Lynn? So we're talk we're talking uh, about about strategies to help us learn language through reading. That's our that's our topic for today. Mm. I think when when I when I started when I started learning Spanish, I I I was doing it through 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 different apps and books and things like this. And and if I could have my time again, what I would do is read as soon as I possibly could, mm. even before I had a, a good level to read, I would have just started reading a lot more than what I what I did. Mm. I think my, my my learning really really accelerated once I once I started reading a lot in Spanish. <laughs> that was really that was a really big thing for me. Do you remember the first book you read in Spanish? <laughs> I I I think there there were two books that I read very close together, and I think the first book that I actually read in Spanish. And it was probably a very stupid book to read first in Spanish. Was was Roberto Alt's uh, Aguafuertes Portenos? Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I didn't understand anything. Yeah. I did not understand anything. And I was I was going to my I was going to my my tango group and two or three nights a week and 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 trying to get them to explain to me what some of these words meant because I could not. I could not find them on the on the internet. Right. You know, and none of none of my friends actually knew because old it wasn't just It was like it was like old right. Lufaro. Yeah. And and even my eighty year old my eighty year old maestro, he didn't know what some of these <laughs> he didn't know what some of these words were. Like like for, for, there's a word that I remember, furbo, for example. That Do you know what it means? Were you ever able to find out what it means? I think I think it means someone with with bad intentions or someone that has a bad soul or someone furbo. ¿Te suena, Anto? Acabo de enterarme que existe esa palabra. Pero debe ser porteño muy viejo el libro, si no. No, Roberto Arl, sí, seguro. ¿De qué época fue el de los de los 40 o o antes? Do you remember? I think it might have been before. The 20s and 30s maybe? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's his name? He's, he's, I think one of his most famous is El Juguete. Um, do you know the name of the book I'm thinking of? El Juguete. El Juguete Rabioso? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. I read that. Yeah, I remember having difficulties reading it at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, quite a quite a, quite a book to, to dive into. And uh, yeah. uh, what about you, Anto? Uh, first book you read in English, do you remember what it was? No sé si fue el primero, pero fue el que es el que me acuerdo. Romeo y Julieta, para, bueno, para las clases de inglés. Oh, Romeo no, and Juliet. Por ser sincera, no entendí una goma. Cuando lo leí, no entendí nada. Bueno, well, even an English speaker doesn't really yeah, understand. Um, igual creo que si lo hubiese leído en español tampoco, ¿eh? Porque era chica, pero... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just stupid, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing to understand. It's yeah. just stupid. Yeah. 
bad play. When did you start reading Harry Potter? Bueno, tenía siete años, pero lo leí en español. Ah, ¿lo sí, leíste sí. en inglés luego? ¿Lo has leído no, en inglés? No, es que, ah. bueno, realmente los últimos sí, porque hay una realidad que encontrar un libro en inglés eh, para descargar es mucho más fácil que encontrarlo en español. Ah, Entonces, claro. ahora últimamente leo en inglés, pero simplemente porque es más fácil de encontrar, de encontrar. y de descargarlo yeah. gratis, sobre todo. Yeah. Así que, sí, si eres estudiante We, y tal, está, está mejor. We've talked about a long time ago, this is like way back um, in the dad, we talked about some of the translations in, in, uh, in Harry Potter. Because uh, if you got he who must not be named, is like the weird, like hyphenated term that they use to refer to. Uh, Voldemort in, in English, he who must not be named. Yeah, sí. eh, eso no existe, ¿no? En español, como no, el que no se debe nombrar, no, no es que. No, lo traducimos al a, innombrable. A... Unimos la palabra el innombrable. Innombrable, yeah. Vamos. Al like, menos en castellano en yeah. España, porque yo lo leía. O sea, todavía right. no había tantos libros en, en español latino en ese momento. Right. Entonces, yeah, two translations mm. different. Yeah, so Muchas cosas sí. We shouldn't, we shouldn't worry about that so much because they had to translate it into American as well. They did, yeah. They had to change. Well, I mean, yeah. I think in English, what is it? The Philosopher's Stone is the uh, name mm -hmm. of the first book and they had to change that to The Sorcerer's Stone because it sounded... <laughs> Sounded. <laughs> it was no, no, no <laughs> kid was going to want to read the United that. States. Don't don't have enough brain cells. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for thank, thanks for listening, New York. <laughs> We love you, New York. That's <laughs> yeah, interesting how they had that. Um, I just I, I before we get into the strategies, I just wanted to share that my first book that I read in Spanish, and. Uh, There's a lot we could talk. I definitely want to talk about the strategies for reading it because it, I, I agree with you completely, Glenn. I think once I started reading consistently, uh, that was the number one way to acquire vocabulary, like in another language. Yeah. And the first book I read was Relato de un Náufrago by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, right? Or I think it's in English, it's The Tale of a Shipwrecked Sailor by Garcia Marquez. It is a nonfiction sort of a fictionalized nonfiction account is from when he was a journalist still before he gave himself completely to, to fiction writing. And it's an account of a man, a Colombian uh, marinero who is uh, lost at sea for uh, an extremely long time and who, well, I won't spoil it, but, uh, but who, who goes through some stuff and uh, we get to hear that story. And it's a book about, um, can't be in much longer, like a hundred pages, it's a really short book. And I think it took me like five months Uh, to read it, but I do remember the moment that I finished reading it, and I was just like, "Damn, that's uh, yeah, that's an and, achievement." And, yes, and and he is very difficult to read. I I think actually I I tried to read a hundred hundred years of solitude as my because uh, it was in, it was in it was in the hostel, right? And I saw it in Spanish, and I thought, "Oh, I'll I'll give I'll give this a crack." And I, <laughs> I got about four or five pages into it, and there's already ten, ten characters, and I don't understand what, yeah, what's going on. Yeah, that's just a confusing book in this general, is, too. This, is, this, is good. this has got knobs on it, so yeah. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... Y claro, tenía que hacerme una hoja aparte con todos los nombres y las familias. Entonces terminé con un árbol genealógico, yeah. y la mitad de las cosas me las habré perdido. Realmente... I, I think my, my my hot take of the week is that I think, honestly, that book is a bit overrated. I, I, I think it's a great book. I do like it a lot. Cien años de soledad, 100 years of solitude. And I know it's, you know, the reason he won, won the Nobel Prize. Um, so it's probably a bad take. But I, I think as far as his work goes, I just think he's got other mm -hmm. stuff that is so much better. 
then like a more los tiempos de color love in the times of color is like one of my most like more easily yeah. like top three favorite books like, it's just a beautiful book and for me it's just so yeah. much better than than seeing than 100 years of solitude but uh but yeah, uh, the Nobel Committee would disagree with me, I'm sure. But anyway, let's get into the strategies. Clint. So you, you have this, you want to talk about strategies for reading in another language. Let's get into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and this, and this applies to, to if you are, if you are studying in terms of in an institute or you're, you're reading a short story or you're reading, you're reading a novel or, or whatever it is. The, the idea is that, that when we read to learn, we're reading. We're reading for quality. We're not reading for quantity. It doesn't matter if you read five pages or you read fifty pages. The important thing is how much you are absorbing. So, so what I tell my students to do is to is to read the complete section first. It doesn't matter if you don't understand everything. It doesn't matter if you don't understand individual words. Keep going. Complete complete the chapter. Complete the paragraph. Complete the page first. So push through That's the, most the, the stuff push you don't through. understand. Exactly. Interesting. And then and then when you read for the second and third time, then yes. Try to see if you can discover the meaning of the words. Is it actually important? Because hmm. you might discover that you understand the meaning of what is happening. Hmm. And that the individual vocabulary is not important to the overall concept of the story, hmm. because what 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 happens, especially in, in our workshops, is that is that often people people come with with the short story, and they've obliterated the short story. They've highlighted a hundred million words, and you ask them, well, what is this story about? And they don't actually know. Hmm. So the, so the yeah, first you have to the first the trees sort of. Uh... Exactly. So, the, so the, the first objective is to actually understand the key themes of the story. But what, what often happens is that people get very, very focused on the individual vocabulary and they miss the meaning of the overall and what's happening in the story overall. Yeah. And this, 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 this happens in, in a lot of the international exams as well. So, for example, in the IELTS, people will get stuck on a particular meaning of a particular word. But maybe the question or what you're asked to do has nothing to do with that word. Mm. So you're losing two or three minutes and it doesn't sí, actually serve you. Sí, exactamente. Yo estuve haciendo modelos de exámenes hace poco y las, es un texto mm. y las preguntas son iguales. O sea, vos tenés un multiple choice, tres opciones y las tres son Sara está triste, la segunda Sara está deprimida, la tercera Sara está indignada, por ejemplo. Y es de comprensión lectora, tenés que entender qué sentimiento tenía. O sea, es, da igual si no captaste cada palabra, eso no, no va a ser relevante a la hora de calificar. Eso no es, no es importante. Ahí, uh, so go ahead. Yes, so there's so there are other strategies that you can do when when you first read through the story. You can you can write down two or three sentences or a paragraph. Mm -hmm. What do you think this story is about? Right. What, or what is your what is your immediate reaction to this story? Right. Summarizing, just grabbing the main idea. E even in one word, you can do it in one word. How did this story make you feel? Yeah. Okay. And then when you go again, why did it make you feel like that? Why do you think the story is about that? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So really, going for themes rather than like one hundred percent vocabulary. 
Absolutely. That's its focus. That's interesting. And because honestly, my, my strategy, I'm going to come at you with a competing strategy, but I just think, you know, depending on how one learns, it's, uh, you know, you can use one or the other or a mixer or whatever. But my, the way I, I, I did it back when I read, um, Relato de un Naufrago some seven years ago, eight years ago, um, was I literally, I sat down with the book with a Spanish English dictionary and every word that I did not understand, I would look up in the dictionary and then I would keep reading and I, you know, I would mark the words. And I mean, I have that book. It's one of the, one of the few things that I brought with me from Buenos Aires. I have it somewhere. And, uh, you know, it's just filled with like little markings and highlighting and, and, and notes. Um, and my process would be, luckily the chapters are pretty short in that book. It's, uh, they're pretty, they're short, short little chapters. I would read through a chapter, get every term that I didn't know, look it up. Then I would reread that chapter and, you know, some of the terms I would remember and some of the terms I'd be like, I literally looked up this word like 20 minutes ago and I don't remember what it means. So I would look yeah, it up again. But see that, but, but, but see that, but see that's why it's not necessarily an effective strategy. Yeah, I was it, in hindsight. <laughs> that's why it took me five months to read a hundred-page book. But I do think, I do think, for my in my case, just the way I learn, um, I I acquired that vocabulary. Like I got by the end of yes. that book, I had that. You know, I don't think reading the book was this enjoyable experience for me as it could have been as an emotional experience. You know, reading yes. the book, but I uh, I got that vocabulary. Yeah. Yes. But, but I think you, it would have been more effective if you'd learned that vocabulary after you'd understood, mm. after you'd understood the main the themes, themes. That, yeah, of each the, chapter of the book. Yeah. So you've kind of done both, but you've done them in a, in a different, for me, you've done them in the opposite, in the opposite way. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, 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 of, and of course, it's different if, if you are reading to enjoy things. You can do whatever, you can do whatever the hell you want. Right. You know, I, 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 I read Cortaza and, and I'm not stopping every page. I'm just reading it because I enjoy, enjoy reading it. Right. Right. But yeah. Well, I, Cortaza, I, yes. Quite. Yeah. You'd have to be doing that for 50% of the words. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and one, one of my strategies when I'm reading to actually learn, I will read more easier texts. And that is also that is also a strategy that you can do is you can read easier text, analyze them more closely. Mm -hmm. That's another strategy that you can use. Yeah. So, what about in your lit workshops? Have you heard any FP, have, has, has there been any feedback for how folks uh, like to read? How they what strategies they use? Um, yeah. Well, the the, the, typ the typical strategy is is what you basically what you said, mm. and and often people they people miss the big picture. Mm. Or they will get an idea and they will become fixated on this idea because they have looked at one particular word and that one particular word has stuck in their head and they use it 20 times in, during the workshop when really it's not actually important to the mm. story. Right. <laughs> so so it, 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 it can alter the way that you, you perceive the story as a whole when, when you take the vocabulary as the most important part of the story. Right. What? That's that's my that's my perception. Anyway. Sí, sí, 100% de acuerdo. Anto, ¿vos leyendo algo en inglés hoy en día? Algo que no sé, los exámenes. Eh, sí, eh, Gone Girl. Ah, Gone Girl. Eh, okay. sí, de, no, estoy por la mitad. De momento es sobre un matrimonio, eh, escritores frustrados. Mm -hmm. eh, que have, you, ¿Have you seen de, the movie? No sé si es una película. 
No sé. Es, es una película, sí. Es una muy buena película. Es directa y starring, directed by and starring, uh, what's his name? Uh, honk, the big honky guy. Uh, fuck, what's his name? He was, in, he was in uh, <laughs> Good Will Hunting. Matt Damon. No, not Matt, the other one. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, how, uh, how are you liking the book so far? Me gusta mucho. Me gusta cómo sí. está escrito. Me gusta que lo entiendo todo. Eso ah, como <ríe> está muy bien. Y realmente mm. lo que yo veo muy positivo ahora que estoy leyendo con el ebook es que no tenés que ni tener un diccionario. El vos apretas la palabra y te dice lo que es. Interesting. Entonces okay, so using, te facilita you know, te facilita todo. Realmente. Yeah. No sé si es lo mejor para yeah. aprender, pero yo soy yo soy curiosa. Yo no puedo, no sabrá ahora. Entonces el ebook me ayuda right. para sure, hacerlo sure, en sure. un segundo y seguir con la línea de la historia. Sí, sí. Y seguir con la historia. Está, muy bueno. Está bueno eso. Es una buena inversión. ¿Qué yeah. you, and, and Glenn? ¿Qué estás leyendo estos días? ¿Qué estás leyendo? Así que estoy leyendo la historia de Australia en inglés en el momento. Y estoy leyendo... Nerd. Nerd. I'm reading something in Spanish, but I can't remember it. Hmm. Which is there? <laughs> which, which, which I'm, re I'm really promoting my reading strategies well. But it's basically because I have the book in my house, not because I actually chose the book. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. from a Japanese accessibility. Hmm. So yes. Yeah, so, so I'm reading that one purely to relax, not hmm. to not to actually not to not to think. Right. Yeah, speaking speaking of speaking of stories and speaking of books, I I have my first book being released later this year. Very nice. A book of, a, a book of my a book of my poetry. What's it with, called? With a friend. I can't remember. When 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 we do know, when we do know, we will we will we will let everybody sure. know. But it's a it's a it's a book of it's a book of my poetry in Spanish. Nice. Um, And with with a friend, a, a quadriplegic friend of mine, um, who is a, an award winning author. So we are we are releasing a book of work together, and the editor is a part of the Jules Solar Foundation. So he has the rights to to his artwork, and he is selecting different artworks to go along with the poetry and the short stories to create to create create something that is consistent with with that project. So. We're going to release that at the end of November or in December at uh, what's that famous cafe in town? Uh, which one? Tortoni Cafe Tortoni. Ah, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So when we have the details, we will we will let everyone know. Very cool. We'll share it here as well. Well, let's what um, just to close it out. Uh, favorite favorite book in another language that you've read, or top like couple books, top favorite books. Mm. What do you think? Bueno, mi libro favorito de toda la vida es un poco adolescente. Es The Perks of Being a Wayflower. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. Wildflowers, perdón. Eh, sí, siempre me gustó mucho. Y aunque ya seas grandecito, como decimos, eh, lo recomiendo, la verdad. Okay. Está muy bueno. They made a movie out of that too, I think. Um, sí. Mm -hmm. yeah. sí, sí. Y las cuantas justicias. The Perks of Being a Wildflower. Yeah. Sí, sí. What about you, uh, Glenn? Um, probably one of one of Cortazas. So, yeah. so um, probably Fin Fin de Hugo, Fuego, so Fin de Fuego, and and what's the other one? Um, I really like his short stories. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Bestiario is a great collection. Bestiario, yeah. that's yeah. the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy his short stories. 
mainly I think because it's easier to, to understand short stories. Yeah, I've read a, a read I've read a few of his novels and I, they're, they're very difficult to understand in yeah. you know, second language. Mm-hmm. So so I, I I really like reading short stories as a way as a way of learning a second language. Nice. Yeah, I think if I uh, had to choose, I already said I mentioned uh, uh, Love in the Times of Cholera by Garcia Marquez, but um, I just remember I haven't read it in quite some time, but I remember uh, Boquitas Pintadas by Manuel Puig. Um, uh, who also wrote uh, El Beso de la Mujer Araña, which uh, became a movie, in, uh, an American movie, uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman, starring, I think, John Hurt, like in the 80s or 90s. Um, also a great book, but uh, it's called Heartbreak Tango in English. Not really sure how the English translation holds up. It's uh, like it's a, it's a, it's a collection of... Uh, it's, it's one story, but it's told in different formats, like through letters and through uh, like radio like dialogue and through actual... like. Uh, third person narration um but i just remember finishing that book and you know just one of those books where you put it down and you just have to sort of sit for a little bit and just think about what you just read and um, highly recommend it it's a short little book pretty easy to read so i recommend uh, boquitas pintadas to anyone who is looking to maybe practice their spanish with a book We're missing Ariel, eh, aún eh, lo extrañamos mucho, eh, pero bueno, tiene un nene, eh, vive en el conurbano, <ríe> tiene mucho con qué lidiar, eh, Ariel. No se inunda más. Él sabe, por supuesto, que cuando disponga del tiempo, eh, siempre su asiento va a estar aquí eh, guardado. Así que le mandamos un abrazo a Ariel. Eh, thank you again to everyone for listening to our first months of programs. Uh, share your favorite book. Feel free to share it uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what book you would recommend. But uh, until then, um, signing off, Evan Hearn. Have a great one, guys. Good to see you again. See you later. See you later, everyone. Adios. Esperar